0: TV host, speaker, best-selling author, and proud fur mama, and I'll be sharing real talks with successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, best-selling authors, spiritual luminaries, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered, transformational, and soul-centered podcast. Things are about to get real. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back to Fire and Soul. I'm so grateful that you're here Happy holidays! I know they're a little strange this year but you know, they are for everyone. So the good news is, is that you're not alone. And uh, and I hope that this conversation today feels like a dose of love coming from me to you and that really expresses and exudes the gratitude that I have in my heart that you're part of this community and that you come back and that you listen and share with friends and leave reviews. It's never lost on me. I mean, listen, my entire journey of my mission began with this podcast. Well, really date with destiny, but then I woke up to, okay, start the podcast. Didn't know how. Had imposter syndrome and all the feels. And I know if you've been listening to this show a while, you know all that. But um, this podcast has been so beautiful for me in this journey just to get to come right back on the mic and share whatever's going on with me that I I believe could be of great value to you. So thank you for taking the time. I truly appreciate it. Now, I wanted to circle back to a promise that I made in my last episode where I released the two Date With Destiny distinctions that will change your life. I received a lot of feedback. You guys love that episode. And that was just the one before. So if you're interested, you can head on back over to that. But what I said is that I wanted to offer up a much deeper dive into not just my Date With Destiny experience, but the outcome of that entire six-day seminar slash total epic immersion and experience with Tony Robbins. And share very candidly what is on my vision board. So at Date With Destiny, you know, it's kind of like unpacking rules and values and all that stuff. And I'll explain in a moment what that means. And then redesigning from the inside out what feels the most epically aligned for a beautiful state state being first before anything. And then you get to put it together and there's a structure. Now, what's cool is that I have the template for this. And so if you are inspired to create your own ultimate destiny through this particular template, all you have to do is head on over to fireandsoulpodcast.com, send us a little note, and we will send you over the template. I have filled mine in, obviously, and that's what I'm going to share with you today. So I wanted to share really high level what this really is. So Tony talks about, oh, let's see, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, six key pillars to your ultimate destiny. And like I said, it's, it's all unpacked and then redesigned throughout a six day immersive journey in at date with destiny. But I think a lot of you could get the gist from this. And this is a beautiful way to again, just create what you want to live as your blueprint. And I'm going to give you that template to do it. But first, I'm going to share mine and how I put it all together and just kind of let you know what I'm up to for 21. What's really, this is like, this is as candid as I would know how to be because I'm going to give it to you really, really real. All right. So ultimately, what you want to start with is creating a new primary question. Now, what is a primary question? A primary question, we all have one, and it's in the back of our mind. Oftentimes, unconsciously, what you're thinking or saying to yourself, the narrative within, pretty much all day, every day. And I'll give you an example of what could be a natural primary question for those who are not fully aware of it. It's like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not getting this? Why don't people like me? Or how do I get people to like me? I'm not good enough. All those things, right? So that's a classic array of primary questions that most humans are running, again, unconsciously. So the first thing to do is to get present to, well, what is it? You know, what is the primary question that you've been running with? Now I'll tell you, I've come a long way because I have now done just a tremendous amount of work the last three years, and I've been to three date with Destiny, so I am very present to what used to be the primary question. Good news is now is by probably 95 to 98% on most conscious days. I am not running the old primary question, but I will tell you what it used to be, and I'm not perfect, and don't ever plan on being perfect because Lord knows that is an impossible low standard to have because it doesn't exist anyway so my old primary question that I ran my whole life was how do I get you to like me and then I was like oh it's even deeper it's like how do I get you to love me right so if I'm on tv maybe I'll be good enough for you to love or if I bring enough sparkle into a room and bring all the bells and whistles of, of a personality then you'll like me or if I post just the right thing on social media well then for sure you'll like me Well, that certainly has its merits, but it also is exhausting and it's just not in total alignment with an awakened soul, which is really where I'm just at these days. So I flipped my primary question on its head. And so for the first couple of years outside of, well, the first year, my primary, because Tony wants you to work with your primary question for minimum six months, but up to a year, not change it, just work with it, condition your mind to remember it. And then it becomes a habit, right? And it's, it now becomes your go-to primary question versus the old, but it takes some time, right? And some consistency and conditioning. The first year, my primary question was, how can I love and appreciate this moment even more right now? Solid primary question. Loved it. Went back to Date With Destiny in 2018 for the second time, and I discovered that I had a new primary question, and it turned into, how can I serve love even more right now? That was a beautiful primary question. I took it with me on Set at Extra. I took it into all my coaching and training programs. I took it with me when I'm going to get a, a coffee at the local coffee shop, walking my dog and seeing people, you know, down there in the bluffs where I live in Santa Monica. So how can I serve love even more right now? It was wonderful with family and friends. And and I love that primary question. And yet what I found, these little almost imperceptible nuances as you grow, right, is that that primary question could keep me searching for how can I do better? And this is a nuance. You'd think, wow, how can I serve love? Like, that is strong. That's solid. It's so beautiful. And it really was. And it was the next level of my evolution. And yet I also found that on some days I was giving because of the primary question and not not as naturally as I would if I just swapped it to a new two millimeter primary question, which is what I'm gonna share with you now. So I didn't know what it would be. I just went wide open to my third date with Destiny just a few weeks back. And what I discovered is that something that I've been asking myself a lot the past year, especially In the middle of these crazy times and the global pandemic and all of that, and as you all know, being very mindful about what I'm feeding my mind and turning off the news and not engaging in any conversations and just coming back to center as often as possible. But the primary question that I've been running that I love, and so this is my newest, my newest 3.0 primary question, and it's simply, where's the good? And it's so easy. It's so easy because even if I'm having kind of a shitty day or feeling a little bit lower in my vibration because it happens to all of us, maybe I'm tired or, you know, not feeling as empowered or all lit up and all those things, I can go to that primary question and be like, well, where's the good? And I can always find something to be grateful for, something to appreciate, something to find the joy and wonder in. Where's the good? It's so simple. So listen, also I want to share with you, if you like anything that I'm sharing here today, take it. I don't own it. It's collective consciousness. It downloaded through me, but it's been a game changer in my life. So that's the first thing I would start. If you get the template from me, start with your primary question, get clear on what you probably are running or are running when you're unconscious and then decide what you would like it to be. Now, the framework that Tony recommends is how can I blank and blank even more right now? And he really wants your primary question to be not only about yourself, but about others. So where's the good? It encompasses all, all things, all people, all events. It's just, where's the good? So another example of a primary question that one of my coaching clients is using right now is how can I find the blessing within myself and others even more right now? So he is loving on that one right now, and I love it. My primary question, my newest, is where's the good? Then the next is my mission statement. Now, you've probably heard me say this on this show many times that my mission is to empower millions to be seen and heard. That is for sure. That's like an activity of a true mission. And then I've also said, and it's coming up on my new website, that I believe I've been put on this planet to make a massive difference and that I am here to... Awaken others to their infinite potential. Actually, it's to empower others to awaken to their infinite p- potential. And I get to live that every day. I mean, it's just incredible through, uh, you know, the work that I get to put out in the world through live video sales, ethical live video sales, and purposeful, profitable podcasts for now hundreds of my students and clients. So it's pretty incredible to get to live those. But there is still something deeper. And this is what I'm excited to share with with you. So the ultimate mission that I came up with for my 2021 and this will all tie in together and it'll all make sense in a moment as you hear how this is all being uh, designed is the purpose of my life is to experience love within myself and others. The purpose of my life is to experience love within myself and others. And the way that Tony would like you to set it up is that you would say the following: I and say your name. So I, Michelle. See, hear, feel, and know that the purpose of my life is to experience love within myself and others. Oh, I felt good to even say. Now that's my mission statement, but you could start yours with I, say your name, see, hear, feel, and know the purpose of my life is to blank. So fill that in for yourself and see how that begins to design your ultimate destiny. Just even those two pillars will be life-changing for you. All right, moving on to, this is really critical. So Tony talks about how we have set our life up with a lot of rules around winning or succeeding. And when we don't meet those rules then we oftentimes have uh, uh, just a lack of fulfillment, just like an utter lack of fulfillment or any other, you know, high vibe qualities. And so rules, for example, could be, let's just take like a really easy concept to understand. Let's just say religion, right? Right. It's got to be this way or I'm not going to be joyful or it's got to be that way or I can't relate to you. Another example could be like a fixed mindset versus, versus a growth mindset. This is just who I am. It's the way that it is and it's the way that I roll. And so not even being open to the possibility that it could be another way with another hue, another tone, another perspective. So it's probably not very many people listening to this podcast. However, we can all get caught up in our subconscious rules. So I'll give you an example. And I shared that in my last episode. So like, let's just say that I put down that I have health as my number one toward value. So part of the Date with Destiny template for the vision board is you want to get very clear on what are your, let's say, top five toward values and rules and then top five away values and rules. So what are you wanting to really embody and live as your expression of life? And what... eh, could get you a little bit stuck and feel tight and tense and not living in your toward values. So so a rule could have been like, for example, vibrant health is my number one top value toward value. And let me just give you the definition of, of, of value as per dictionary.com. It's the regard that something is held to deserve the importance, worth, or usefulness of something. So value is really important to me. Another way to look at that is a person's principles or standards of behavior. One's judgment of what is important in life. So toward values, right? What is your toward value? Well, you've heard me say here, and I certainly get it from Tony, is state is everything. Without an optimized, beautiful state, then We can give a really shitty meaning to just about anything, right? What we see on social media, what we see, you know, with a side eye or how we interpret that side eye or think it even was a side eye from a neighbor or someone walking by or whatever it might be. But when we have a beautiful state, all is well, all is good. We're smiling. Maybe have a little bit of, you know, joy in our step, all the things. So my number one toward value is vibrant vibrant state. Now in the past, it would have easily been health, just have health up there. And then I had rules about how that had to be accomplished. And again, I shared a little bit about this in my last episode, but just to give you an example, in case you're new to the show, a rule to win in the pursuit of health, right? Would be when I am a size two, when I exercise five or six days a week, minimum 45 minutes each, and it's got to be high cardio. When I weigh a certain number on the scale, and for me, it's anything like under 130 pounds. So all these rules in which for me to meet that top value. And so what happens if I don't? Then the narrative could come in of you suck, you failed, you're not good enough, you don't know how to keep your word, you know, basically all the negative self-talk that we could ever imagine, right? However. If I turned health with those old rules into a new toward value as my number one, so sequence and order is everything. You want to make sure that nothing is more important in terms of a toward value than what you put as number one and so on and so forth for your five top toward values. So for me, vibrant state is number one. Now I'm going to read to you my new rules. And it starts with anytime I... Dot dot dot. So that you have a buffet, you have like a potpourri or a smorgasbord, whatever you want to call it, of rules that you can go to that allows access to tap you back into your number one toward value, and in my case, it's a vibrant state. So here's what I have written on my vision board. Anytime I am conscious of my breath, or awaken to the beauty and grace of the moment, or treat my body with love and respect, or exercise. Or pray or meditate or listen to music that expands my heart. Or I cuddle with Samson, Leo, or a pip who are my two kitties. Y'all probably heard about Samson. Yes, I have two rescue kitties and they're amazing. And we all get along a little fur squad over here. So that's vibrant state is my number one top toward value and the rules that associate. Number two toward value, love and connection. Anytime I am kind and warm to myself and others, or I'm loving, or I remember the love in my heart and soul, or I notice the love in others, or I take a long breath, or I'm present with others, those rules set me up to experience my number two toward value, which is love and connection. Number three, joy. Anytime I smile or laugh or spread light or sing or dance or move my body or open to the playful child within me. Ah, just love that one. Makes me joyful even just looking at those rules. Number four, wisdom. Anytime I tune into my intuition or interrupt my patterns or reframe something or see the in-between spaces to expand my capacity to be with, Ooh, get that? Those in-between spaces, discomfort, tension, stress, anxiety. If I can notice those and I can be with it, I feel wiser for it. I'm not judging it, not condemning it. I'm just being with it. That feels really wise instead of trying to shut it down or have a narrative that I'm wrong or bad for experiencing that. We're human. It's going to happen, right? No one can just live in a beautiful state 100% of the time. I don't think anyone, right? Maybe a couple of souls in the, on the planet ever in the history of time. I'm not one of them. Uh, and if you are, good on you. But the reality is that we wanna be able to live with those in-between spaces, right? To expand capacity to be with. At least that's one of my rules. Or to experience wisdom, I learn, or laugh, or call on my archetypes, the sovereign, lover, warrior, or, and I have in here, all caps, MAGICIAN. The magician for me makes everything fun and it's playful and it's light and it literally is magic. Like, I don't have to worry about how it's gonna happen. It's just gonna happen. It's gonna get done. The universe takes care of it. The magician's on it. I think of my magician is like Tinkerbell and she's got a sound that's like, woo! So much fun. Look at me. Look at us. Let's do this thing called life. And, uh, so if I've got like a, let's say an overwhelming task or a daunting item on my to-do list, who call on my magician? That's wise. Don't try to hustle, grit and grind. Mm -mm. The magician can make it happen and be so much more playful about it. I use my magician. When I had to do my extra at home production a couple of weeks ago, when I, when I taped a holiday segment for extra and I didn't know how to get it all set up. There was some stress and some, some narrative going on about it. And I felt, you know, I just didn't like it. It was definitely one of those moments of the spaces in between, but I called on my magician. I was like, you know what? Let's just make this fun and let's just make it easy and playful. And it was. So wisdom is good. And if you're not familiar with the four archetypes, there are a ton of um resources online. So you can check that out. And there's also a really great book. I can't remember the author's name right now, but the four archetypes, um, really, really, really good stuff. Then my number five uh toward value and the rules associated is to grow and create. So anytime I expand my consciousness to connect and contribute or innovate empowering solutions, or awaken to the power within me to touch and change lives. So those are my toward values and rules. The whole point of rules, guys, when you're creating your ultimate destiny is to make it so easy, so almost so small that you can win all day, every day, right? Notice that a lot of that was just so simple, But yet we create these rules that make it so big to experience success or to experience love or to experience connection or to experience feeling worthy or to experience health, right? Only if I lose these 80 pounds in six months or only if I am, you know, going to the gym or doing my virtual yoga six days a week, we make it so hard to win. So the point is, is to make it so easy that you're winning all the time in any given moment that you get conscious enough to remember the new rules. All right. So that is the fun stuff. But I also love my away values and rules because this is where I can go again when I am not as resourceful, when I'm unconscious, my state's been compromised, i.e. shitty, didn't eat super well, have an ex- exercise in weeks, been working too much, too long, might've gotten sucked into a negative conversation, whatever it is. You know, just not as optimized in my vibrant state as my number one toward value. So this can happen to any of us at any given time. So yours will be yours. And you probably already know, I, I call them my my favorite flavors of suffering, again, when I'm unconscious. So, and they're also, again, in order and in sequence. So my top number one away value, and I kind of group them together because it's like a three for one, uh, anxiety, worry, or doubt. Now, the way that Tony sets this up, and I love it, it's like, you're supposed to say, well, if you want it to be highly effective and you can remember all of it, you'd start with only if I were to continually, or only if I were to consistently, and it might be a word after that could be only if I were to continually indulge or continually dwell, or continually react, or whatever. So hopefully you get the picture. So I'll read mine. So again, away value number one at the top of that chain, anxiety, worry, and doubt. Only if I were to continually react with harshness and intensity instead of knowing that this is temporary, or remembering that I have the power to choose what I focus on, or pattern interrupt. Or lightening up my physiology and remembering this too shall pass. Number two, away value, overwhelm. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> Only if I were to consistently indulge in the false belief that I am alone instead of remembering that I am one with God and can call on my archetypes at any time to make life easy and fun. Number three, away value, failure. Only if I were to consistently believe the false illusion that I can't stretch beyond old limitations, instead of remembering that if I am resourceful and committed, I have the power to make anything happen in ease and grace. Number four, away value and rules. Criticism. Only if I were to consistently judge or blame Instead of remembering, I am 100% responsible and expanding in unlimited gratitude. Mm. Can't be critical if you're seeped in appreciation. So good. Number five, and the final away value, believe me, there are plenty of others, but these these are the top ringers. Number five, cynicism. Only if I were to consistently dwell in old rules, fear and security. Instead of breaking free, to have courage to flow. Ooh, God, I hadn't read that in a minute. Breaking free to have courage to flow. Let me explain where the cynicism comes from. Cynicism, by definition of dictionary.com, is a deep distrust Look of everything. So, this year there were a few minutes and it didn't last for long. And I'm so grateful for that because a few years ago it would have lasted maybe days, if not weeks. But the cynicism of where we headed, you know, and the global pandemic and the economic demise, and small business owners and large business owners and so much devastation with health and family and, oh my gosh, cynicism and like having lots of cynicism around who might be behind it, you know, if you get caught up in conspiracy theories or another area that cynicism tends to show up for me is a lack of faith or just flat out distrust that I could ever be in a loving, healthy, passionate, monogamous relationship with the man of my dreams, right? So notice that's number five on the list. So it's not anywhere near number one, two, three, or four. I mean, these are like miles apart, but yet I'm still aware that every once in a while that can come in. So listen to the rules again. Cynicism, and away value, only if I were to consistently dwell in old rules, what it's got to look like, what he's got to show up as, what he's got to be like, all those things, right? Or what, how life should be or how people should be. Those are old rules. Fear and security, Instead of breaking free to have courage to flow. Ooh, having the courage to flow is a statement that I heard Tony say um, at Date with Destiny in the virtual arena. I'd never heard him say that. Maybe he had, but I heard it. And when we, we heard it as a small group of participants um, that I did Date with Destiny virtual with, we were like, wait, wait, what did he just say? We all wrote it down. We were like, that is so good. Having the courage to flow. Embracing uncertainty at its peak and flowing. Oh, so good. So, those are the toward values and rules, away values and rules. Let's move to the next pillar. These are virtues and they're power virtues. And let me give you the definition by dictionary.com. It's a behavior showing high moral standards. So in Tony's world, since he's calling them the power virtues, these would be like the ultimate virtues, right? And I mean, there's so many ways that you can look at this. It's like, I will share with you mine and you can decide what yours are and put them in your order and sequence. So number one in my power virtue list is joy. Right. So I can get caught up and get really busy. And yes, I'm, I, I can experience the ease and grace, but there, it might not have like a, a feeling of joy. It's just more like truly relaxed, blissed out, feeling that oneness. But I noticed a date with destiny with so much joy and so much laughter and so much smiling and dancing and moving my body again, all part of my number one value, vibrant state, which is where I'm at peak, right? In optimization for a beautiful state. Nothing can affect you when you're in a beautiful state. And I was like, ooh, this is all because I'm feeling so joyful. And all I have to do is remember to smile, right? And, or all the rules that I have for my toward values. So I love putting joy at the top of my power virtues. Number two is curiosity. Now, that is the antidote to all of the away values. And this is why I love curiosity on my list. Curiosity has never been on my list. This is my third date with Destiny, and it's never been on my list. And curious, it's like, huh, just like my primary question, like, where's the good? Where's the good? And just being curious, being open. And I just love that curiosity. It's like, huh, wow, I didn't see it that way. Like, huh, interesting. What an Interesting, fascinating perspective, not judging, not being cynical, not being critical, right? But just being curious. So this is why I have curiosity as my second power virtue. My third power virtue is courage. You know, in order for me to step into that loving, healthy, passionate relationship with my man, and expand into all of the the business goals and the new partnerships, and some of the clients that I have the opportunity to coach in twenty one, it's it's a lot of corporate clients. We're moving into that space and large scale rollouts um, with some of the largest training programs in the world. It does require some courage. Now, I do well with uh, stepping into the bravery arena, so to speak, and courage is a little more natural to me, but I'm, I'm expanding right now. And so courage felt really important to put at the top of, of my power virtues, but I'm also expanding in my heart and allowing myself to be seen and loved and, and, and experience that connection that I want with not just like my dream man, but also with, uh I mean, everybody, honestly, like I got so much love to give. And so the courage just reminds me to keep my heart open and to go first, and to uh, just be courageous in that vulnerability and in intimacy. It's it's important for me. The fourth power of virtue. He Tony recommends four power virtues, so I went with four. The fourth is power, straight up power. And I don't mean power like you probably know this by now, since you've been listening to my show a while. Not forced you know, hustle, grit, and grind or manufactured, you know, action. No, the power within when I'm totally aligned and living my primary question, living my mission statement, embodying my values and really allowing access for those rules to set me up for epic fulfillment. I'm talking about that kind of power, a divine guidance that is downloading through me, that kind of power. So those are my power virtues. Then top four one-year goals. So I will share them with you. My number one is consistent, vibrant state as a joyful, <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to share it with you, non-smoker. A couple months back or maybe six weeks ago, I told you that I picked it back up throughout this pandemic a few months back. I don't do it a lot, but I can still sneak, you know, one or two in the night so that is obviously a <laughs> top goal to just let that go and I'll let you know when I have and to be emotionally fit and shining God's, God's grace brightly. So that's my, um, number one top goal. So it's really, again, reinforcing my toward value of uh, my number one toward value of vibrant state, but consistently notice it says consistent, vibrant state. Number two is together and in love with my King. Oh yes. And my number three is generate for me. It's 500,000 in net revenue. Now, keep in mind, that's not gross. This year, we actually did close to that in gross, but I've got partners. I've got affiliate partners. I've got business partners and team and marketing expenses, and so that wasn't my net. So I anticipate that 2021 will be closer to a million, just to be candid. For some, that's a lot. For some, it's nothing. It's all relative. I'm just very grateful for the expansion year over year. So it'll be $500,000 in net revenue to me with, I want to start a business model for reoccurring revenue. I've already got it going, but we'll grow it significantly to $20,000 a month in reoccurring revenue. In other words, passive income, it just shows up and it's there. So right now I have a recurring revenue structure that's about $2,000 a month. But by the end of 21, it should very easily get to $20,000 a month. And that's great, right? Because then you're not, you know, necessarily stressed on the launches or the success of a launch, especially if you decide to try on new things. So I'm just being really candid here. And then number four is I love where I live. And I did a remodel this year, started in late summer. It's all finished now. My place is beautiful. It feels like a, like a, it's small. I live here in Santa Monica, in my dream neighborhood, but it does feel, people have said, it feels like a five-star hotel. Like it just feels beautiful and elegant, but yet warm and friendly. So I really love where I live. And I did that very strategically. I was planning on moving this year. Where I live, it's the most expensive I'm not in a position to buy. And so I, because where I live, like just a condo is, what I want is about three and a half million dollars. I know Gulp. And so for me to look at a rental, it was going to be minimum $7,500 a month to rent like a newer small apartment, almost the same size, but in my neighborhood, because I love where I live and I don't at this point want to live anywhere else. And so when I looked at those numbers, I was like, huh, well... That is like triple what I pay now because I have a very affordable apartment. And now that I've made it so beautiful and remodeled everything, the kitchen, the bathroom, all of it, the windows, all of it. <laughs> oh my God. Who does that? But I did it because it made financial sense. I was like, well, if I invest that money here and make my place feel really good, then I can live here until, you know, I'm in a position where it doesn't even, it doesn't, I do not even bat an eye to either buy or to move into what I really, really want. So those numbers paid off. I mean, it's, I'm already ahead. But anyway, by the end of 21, it would be amazing to move into a beautiful light filled home with my king and chosen family. And by chosen family, that could be um, our pets. Cause certainly I got three that I come with. He may have a dog or a cat or whatever. Hopefully everyone gets along and we hold the intention for harmony or maybe he's got kids or hell a couple young grandkids at this point who knows i'm interested in men that are around 50 to 55 years old so that could very well be the case so our chosen family right um maybe some others there i have no idea but it's a beautiful light-filled home and so those are my top 4 1-year goals and then i have uh my relationship vision and this is the last piece piece to the date with destiny vision board my relationship vision And if you're in a relationship or you want to be in a relationship, I encourage you to take the time and to get really clear on this. Now, I've written a much, much longer, very thorough, deep, heartfelt vision, but this is a snapshot of it. Married to my king and present to how truly blessed I am. I consciously choose courage to flow. I live to meet his top needs and our relationship is deep, easy, and fun. Our love passion and laughter inspires hearts everywhere we go. That's a beautiful relationship vision for me. So my friends, that is my vision board from Date With Destiny. And again, just to recap, new primary question, your mission statement, toward values and rules, away values and rules, top four power virtues, top four one-year goals, and your relationship vision. Now, as mentioned, if you head on over to fireandsoul.com and you send us a little note, we will send that to you. So if you want the blank template on this, by means, we will get that to you. I'd actually love to figure out how to get this embedded into my website, but here's here's why I can't just have it there for you to easily grab is because we're in the midst of a brand new website that's going to be launched somewhere right around the first of the year. And so I don't know which site would be up, and I, I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to get this. Just email us. We'll send it, okay? Or, or just go over to my website, and we will send it. So fireandsoulpodcast.com, and that will be uh, something that we can send right over to you uh, when we get your request. But this is the way to truly create your ultimate destiny in twenty. 21, right? You get to be in control of all of your toward values, all of your away values. The primary question that you ask in the back of your mind, that's your new conscious narrative, your mission of why are you really here, right? And make it be so personal and make it be so easy, so easy to win. You know, and the other thing about my top 4 when one-year goals I'll just tell you really honestly and candidly, you know, with the podcast accelerator, one of my, my, my three signature programs, I've got live video mastery. And then when you graduate live video mastery, you can be invited into my six month mentorship, which is the fire and soul Academy. And then there's the podcast accelerator. Just give you an example of podcast accelerator. We are working with a very high end business coach. When I say we, it's Jenny, who's my podcast producer and business partner in that program. And we have a very strong vision and purpose and truly inspirational goal, which we know we're going to meet. And it's to generate $2 million in gross revenue by the end of 2022. So this number that I shared with you of the $500,000 net revenue to me, that's my own goal, my personal goal, what's in my bank account after all the expenses, all the partnerships. But I want you to know that number will double in 20. And I can't wait to share it with you because Lord knows I'll be back to a date with Destiny. I have new goals. There'll be tremendous growth. How could there not be? That's the thing, right? If I have the courage to flow, if I'm embodying vibrant state, love and connection, joy, wisdom and grow and create as my toward values, if I'm owning my power virtues of joy and curiosity, courage and power, if I'm staying present to my top four one-year, four, one-year goals and I'm very present to the away values, oop, getting in that one right now, oop, come back, Ooh, dwelling in that anxiety, dwelling in that little bit of fear, in in the, in the criticism, right? Instead of coming back to flow to epic alignment. This is all available to each and every one of us. The second that we get conscious enough to remember, but first we got to design it. Okay. So this is why I wanted to share with you. So this is how you can design your ultimate destiny in 2021. I hope this was valuable to you. I hope it was inspiring to you. More importantly, I hope you do it. And if you do do it, all by all means, share it with me. You can tag me in an Instagram story, a Facebook post, uh, if you are courageous enough to share it uh, publicly, or just, you know, let me know in a DM uh, anywhere, Facebook or Instagram, Michelle, I did it. And I just want you to know that, you know, I feel really good about it, or I feel empowered, or I feel lit up, and I feel very on purpose for my 21. But don't start the new year without getting very clear, very present about your intention for how you choose to step into the reality that you can decide on in this moment. That's what fire and soul is all about, right? Inspired action from an awakened soul for epically aligned results. This year has been no exception to all of that. This year, my whole theme was love. I didn't want to have any rules on it. I just wanted to flow. And this year has been incredible. My business has has grown exponentially. I have n- friends in my life that are so meaningful and purposeful. My relationship with my friends and family is really good. Knock on wood, we're all healthy and vibrant. And I've got a beautiful team that I'm so grateful for that all happened this year. My, my business partnership and friendship with Ginny. Is something that I am most proud of and most, one of the things I'm most grateful for in life and the whole team over at Ginny Media. So it's just, oh, so much gratitude. But why? Because I keep coming back to intention and I can't go to intention if I don't get on clear first on what's not working. Where do I go to? What, what, what do I indulge in when I'm in low vibe? But we can snap out of it if we set ourselves up for easy rules, easy fulfillment. And that's what I wish for you as we wrap up a very interesting year. And I hope too that you can find the blessings and the gifts and that you take the time to design your ultimate destiny in 2021. Love you, my friends. Happy holidays. Happy new year. And I will be in touch with a new podcast episode in early 2021. Talk to you soon.